I'm Katie. And today we are diving into the heart and all the things that go with that. So this is a broad, broad topic. So hmm. stick with us as we as we delve into the power of our heart center. <sighs> all right. We had to start this one off with a nice little shake. So <laughs> new to any of my work and I don't know how much Katie brings it into her practice but we always bring yeah. in a, a shake to reset the nervous system and clear out all the old garbage which is a great way to start leading into your heart because you want to shake off all the stuff that is inhibiting you from being able to connect with yourself and being able to connect with your heart and all that is there so Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I would just say like, it's, I think even just taking a moment for us to realize like kind of the truth, we already know that our heart is not just a pump. And I think, you know, more recently the way medicine and science has become, they make it seem like it's just this pump, but they, they also know, and we all know that there is a true energy to it. And I think people, I think, I just want people to hear that because when I heard someone say that to me, there can just be a lot of freedom in that and knowing like it is truly an energetic thing happening there. We're not just, we're not robots. Yeah. <laughs> we're not robots. We're humans. Um, so just letting yourself come into that and feeling into your heart rather than just thinking of it as this thing inside of you. And then listen to Crystal talk about it. <laughs> well, I love everything you always add to the conversations because it takes me in other directions. So the heart has its own frequency and it actually emits and reaches farther than our brain frequency does. Mm, cool. So when we talk about things like manifesting or creating the life you want or any of that type of stuff, so many people are so focused on their mind and affirmations and those types of things and that can only reach so far and so a lot of times when people get hung up with the law of attraction and stuff they're like i've been saying my affirmations all the time and, da -da 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 -da. and people who've been doing more work they get to then the feeling component and a lot of times that's because the feelings can connect us to our heart and our true desires because there's so much in creating the life you want mm. that has to do with what's actually true for your deepest desires and those deeper feelings versus a superficial thing mm -hmm. so it's not just oh i want to have a yacht <laughs> yeah what do you really want are you really wanting freedom are you wanting to be working less hours are you da 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 and it's in our hearts where we know those truths and those desires. And so there's that. Yeah, I love that. Because when you said that, I started to think like it's not it's not what you th you're thinking. It's how it feels. So like even to I want to. Yeah, well, what would that feel like in your body? And that's what I do work with people a lot is when they say something, I'm like, where does that live? I always am like, where does it live in your body? I'm always directing it back to the body. Well, how does that feel? Mm -hmm. So yeah, what would it feel like 
caveat, like what would that feel? I mean, I can just kind of go there like, ooh, it would just feel, to me it would feel soft, it would feel open, it would feel like carefree, like I can just feel how my body would feel being in that situation. And then that's, that truly, I think, is the key to kind of that, kind of that quote unquote manifesting, but just because then you realize it's not the thing, it's the feeling. And you just want to feel that way. You want to experience life that way. Um, and that's how yeah. you get there then. It's by bringing that into, <laughs> into your everyday actions, that sensation, that feeling. So mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about the heart and that leads right into us having the conversation about manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true and it ties in and it, it's really important because that is it. Like that is the deeper desire. That is the energetic frequency. That is the whatever is there. And so in saying that, everything that resides in our heart can be uh, those big, deep things. And it's not always all of that hunky-dory, this is what I want and desire. There's a lot of heaviness that can be there. There's a lot of emotions that can be there. And yet it's within this space where we have the power to really alchemize and change what we're moving through. So you're recognizing, you're honoring what your feelings are, what, you know, if it's a heaviness, what that comes from. Is it a sadness? Is it it grief? Is it fill in the blank? And then Mm -hmm. take that and utilize your heart to transmute that and change that. And when you do that, when you bring that there and let it do its own magic or alchemy, what comes from that? Because every yucky thing has its gift, has its other side, you know, for mm-hmm. the other end, positive kind of a thing, yin and yang. So where are the gifts in that? So if you're having low self-esteem or self-worth stuff and you're feeling that in your heart and it's making you really um, closed off and like you want to protect yourself what's on the other side of that when you put that into your heart fires and let your heart fires change that and visualize that and see what does that give you then once you've transmuted that and that's the power of the heart so I may have gone off a deep end here (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's the powers of the heart. Our heart has its own frequency and it has its own heart fires that you can tend to. And it's what helps us be compassionate, connected, experience and give unconditional love. And it's also here where on the flip side, we have impatience and apathy and hastiness. And so when we're feeling those things, which is so common in our society, we have that gift of the opposite. If we can calm our impatience and come back and connect to our heart, on the other side of that is deep joy or compassion mm-hmm. or whatever you're feeling thirsty about even. Mm-hmm. Thirsty about taking care of clients or getting to work or with the kids that impatience and hastiness could be turned into deep compassion and so 
this whole center has been such a powerful place for me in the last year of my work, and it has changed my life. It's been my own personal thing. It's been working with my heart. That's been my focus. Because I realized how much I had barriers mm -hmm. and closed down this area, even as an energy worker and a healer and body worker and put whatever label you want on it. Mm -hmm. Where, yes, in those moments I have <coughs> this open heart for these people, and yet I'm carrying these burdens. And one of the things I'm seeing a lot of is that, like, hunched shoulders. I mean, I've been seeing this for decades. And right now it's just become even more noticeable to me where I'm like, okay, <laughs> looking at myself, am I, like, leaning forward? Am I doing this? And, like, where where is that weakness in my back that's needing some strengthening to bring my shoulders back? And where is the softening wanting to take place in my heart center? And in doing all of this work, I've been able to sit in some really uncomfortable situations and feel open hmm. and feel soft and feel even like I could touch upon love even though I was hearing some really hard things or being really uncomfortable. And even when I had that instinct of, oh my gosh, I want to fight or flight from this scene right now, mm -hmm. being able to be present with it. And that's the gift of having this open heart, hmm. is you can handle so much more in life and still feel that unconditional love and it it helps rid things like really harsh judgments and it helps the connection and just everything so it's been my whole journey <laughs> that's awesome I think everyone listening is probably like I want that <laughs> that's what I felt myself saying but I it's funny because I've had those moments come up for me this past year too like um and I was trying to explain it to my husband and he was kind of looking at me like, what are you talking about? Because, you know, some of this stuff, it's hard to put into words because it's, it's not of the world, wordly world. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a felt thing. It's, it's in that other realm kind of. And, but I was the same way and we've talked a lot and I talk all the time, each episode about how working with Crystal and how it's helped me. And I, I've had these moments where it is, it's like, I, you know, it's like anything with these practices. I do the work and then the aha moments come out of the blue when you're daydreaming, when you're not thinking. And yeah, I realized how I was still like holding back and really resisting, but I realized it was again, part of vulnerability and me being kind of scared of like, if I like totally open my heart and like depend on my husband and love him so much that is it I realized that that scared me mm -hmm. but I also realized it was worth it and that but I also wanted that and it like it was like those two sides it became this beautiful thing for me to be like wow <laughs> just like wow to it all and I was trying to share that with him and it changed like kind of instantly how our how I was interacting in our relationship um, it was like, it was like that, but it was 
probably like months in the works, if not years of my own self-work. So um, I just would encourage anyone to listening, like just keep up with some of these practices and just keep doing the work, whatever it is for you, because those moments do just can happen in an instant where that softening and opening happens and you just realize things. Well, and one of my deepest realizations, and I feel there are so many layers still for me to embody this myself, is tied into exactly what you were talking about, about being, you know, feeling, okay, well, if I open my heart and I love him unconditionally, I'm going to get hurt. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yet, and so, okay, so here's this barrier. And yet, it's our own conditions and our own fears and our own barriers that actually hurt. It's that that hurts. It's blocking ourselves from the love that mm. hurts. And it's really, <laughs> it's, it's tricky. It's, and that's what I'm saying. I don't, I feel I have multiple layers of embodiment to do to be able to remotely express that in words mm-hmm. <laughs> because I just know it at the level that I know it. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a good place. If I'm listening to this, I would rewind it and listen to that again yeah. and again because when it's like such an, it's like a new, but it's also like there's probably a deep knowing in us when we hear that. So we kind of just need to like keep hearing it and and keep embodying it for ourselves because yeah when you hear something new you're like oh but yes but how do I get there (laughs) it becomes that three-way sort of thing right and it's huge Mm -hmm. it's it's fascinating (laughs) yeah and I think you know I always say like I'm a woman and I can only say the female perspective and I mean Crystal and I both like we love being women like we love all the things with it um and I kind of lost my train of thought there but um oh I know what I was gonna say um as women and I've said this before like we really like we set the tone like we have so much power and it's not in a bad evil way it's like we just can really set the tone in so many relationships and especially like again speaking to mine like heteronormative with my husband like I know I set the tone for us. And when I feel open and safe, he feels open and safe. And so even if there is a little bit of like a friction um, and we both have some layers of resistance on our hearts, um, I know that it's a protective thing because I'm aware of my own. And so that might be his. But as soon as I can start to soften it, um, he can feel safe softening. And it become it's just it becomes like this interplay of relationship too and and it doesn't have to be in just a romantic like this can happen with friends family siblings whatever but I think those of us that have done some of this work it take it still takes some courage to take that first step of opening up and showing them like this is how it can be and I'm gonna soften my heart to you um and it can like start that momentum but it's kind of like I feel like someone kind of has to take the first step sometimes. Otherwise there can just be a lot of resistance. And if, and you, I mean, I can feel it cause I just can sense that stuff. I'm sure everybody can. Yeah. 
So something that is so important about us having our own practice. Yeah. Because so often somebody will feel well, I don't feel safe in the situation, so I'm not gonna stop them until they until they create the safety for me. Mm-hmm. And it's within you, and that's why our own personal practice is always number one. Mm-hmm. You know, if you listen to this and you're the type of person who's like, oh, I want to get into the juicy stuff, and I want to get into doing this with my partner, and da 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 It's exciting, and you have to have your own practice because it's your own practice that will allow you to feel that inner centeredness and safety to be able to do that, to be able to soften your heart just that little bit if you are the one taking that first step. Because mm-hmm. it's all energy. We can all feel that energy of when you're in an open space with someone and the love is flowing and we've all had the moments where it's not. Mm-hmm. And you might think the other person doesn't notice, but they can notice because you can notice. Yeah. Like everyone feels energy. Like it's just... Right. It's yeah so it is it's so interesting like just yeah hearing and talking about this it it just it just becomes that whole experience for me even now just feeling the energy of it and like you know I'm sure everyone listening to you start reflecting on like past situations and you're just like oh yeah and then it yeah being gonna become something you can play with and see how it feels and um yeah that's cool so this is also in tying that into relationship, this is also the biggest missing piece in the sexual realms of things. So anybody who's been interested in, oh, I'm just going to start learning all the tantra things and all the this things and all the that things. In that world, the heart has been missing and it has gotten into just all the sexy stuff and that is lacking. It's in, it's a half-formed bowl. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you have to have the heart come into all of those sensual, sexual experiences in order for it to be complete and to make one unified container so that each person can really amplify and use that sexual energy, that aliveness, that vitality, that kundalini to have those really big ecstatic experiences even through very simple practice. But the heart has to be connected. Mm. And that's, for a personal practice, connecting your heart to your genitals is huge for every person on the planet. And Mm -hmm. that's something I go into in almost all of my classes. Yeah, um, but just putting it out there now for you to tinker with on your own. Are those connected for you? And how does that feel? And mm-hmm. how would that change the entire planet and help create consent culture and all that stuff if everyone was bringing their heart online mm-hmm. and connecting those two things? It's just huge. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I use that in my practice too. Um, you know, if people are feeling that disconnect of just, you know, me putting one hand kind of on their lower abdominal area and one hand on their heart and just letting them feel held there to start with, um, you know, which is just a huge (laughs) for people just to feel held normally for them. That's a huge, um, moment 
because most of us aren't ever really held without any um, expectations since we were like babies probably that we were just held because it was just felt good and safe um but yeah i think i totally agree when people are feeling disconnected from their even like their libido or something i'm like okay well my first thought is never like it's something dysfunctional there a lot of times it's like okay well let's look at the whole we gotta look at you as a whole person spiritually what's going on and then yeah to the heart space which in traditional chinese medicine there's a name for it they call it the bao mai and it's an energetic pathway between the womb space and the heart for women and i'm sure it's there for men too it's just a lot of my teachings and trainings are are, are women-based um because that's how i work and they also talk about how the blood goes up to make the breast milk into the heart space and down to make the menstrual blood and it's like this flowing channel yeah and so just like the sacredness of both of those bodily functions um which is interesting and to me it this is a little tangent but it ties back to some of our other episodes where i talk about the importance of being nourished during the postpartum time and how in my teachings and i've seen some people push back and not agree with wh when i say this and, but that's fine but in my teachings and also in my body and heart and what I believe is that's why if we can kind of delay that return of the cycle for women and keep them nourished and supported as much as possible so the nourishment and the blood that's going up to the breast milk can be there and not trying to go in both directions because just think of how that just would feel to have it going both ways and so I, I think it's a big part of it and again I've seen a lot of like even mainstream herbalists and they're like they're like, no, that's not true. And it can come back at any time. But I'm like, but let's really just think about this with an open heart. And like, wouldn't it make sense for women not to be menstruating, at least for those first nine months postpartum, because they can use that vitality and nutrition to go up to the breast um, to nourish and provide, you know, nutrition and milk to the baby and also just allow them to maintain that softness in their heart space as they're nurturing this new bond. Like there's, there's so much to it. And I think people are, you know, they're quick to not want to like, you know, of course we don't want anyone to feel bad if they start menstruating and there, there could just be a hormonal piece, but it piece. But if you really think about it and take it back to like ancient times of us living more in harmony with like nature and the planet when that kind of makes sense yeah. in a way so it's it's interesting these ancient teachings are ancient for a reason yeah <laughs> and still exist, and still exist yeah. for a reason yeah so yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and i think that's a great segue into one of my favorite practices mine too <laughs> breast massage and it's a heart opening mm -hmm. heart mm -hmm. connecting practice and for my crystal pleasure fairy folk for the VIPs this round that was the first practice I did because it just continues to evolve mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a foundational practice that continues to evolve and can be a little bit different every day you do it or can be a lot the same or anything like that and it's also one 
and it's one of those where when we talk about just do the practices because they evolve with you and for you and as you get to new levels in your embodiment new things happen and I'm glad I kept doing it because it did it changed <laughs> it changed how I connected to my heart space it changed how I feel in my body my breasts have gone through different changes in the last year even just from like not nursing for a, I think it's been a full year now almost not quite mm -hmm. so I've almost been not breastfeeding for a year but not quite <laughs> and so you know having and for the first time in since 2009 January 2009 because I was pregnant or breastfeeding <laughs> since 2009. <laughs> I don't even know what year is it. Very long, like how many years is that? That's a long time. 12 years? Whoa. So it was 11 because it's been almost a year. Wow. So 11 years of being pregnant and breastfeeding. And now my breasts are more back to how they were. So they're smaller. And mm -hmm. I used to always have all these issues with that. And like all mm -hmm. this stuff. And so... Breast massages help me feel like they're awesome <laughs> still and feel connected to them and just comfortable even touching them. Right now I'm touching them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so just being able to do that in my communities where I'm teaching that and talking about that and those types of situations and, and a little bit in public. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't lie. <laughs> so that connection there and being able to release more of my pecs, which I do regularly anyway, especially being a body worker mm -hmm. and giving and or hunching over somebody or any of that stuff and really unlocking all of that and opening that. And then you've got the hormonal components with the stimulation and being able to harmonize the hormonal yeah. body. And in another episode, I mentioned, you know, if you connect that with your womb space again in a different type of practice, and that's how mm -hmm. it can just keep evolving. Yeah. You can have more hormonal harmonizing components when you're bringing those two online together and get those communicating. And it's just profound. And mm -hmm. so I love hearing about, say it again, Brian. Oh, the Baumai. Baumai. Yeah. Baumai. Yeah. And, you know, and then even from like a more practical standpoint, when I'm telling it to women, because I give it to almost all of my patients like the first day because most of them just, they need so much like nurturing and self-love and like I just want them to love themselves so much and know how beautiful they are. And like that's usually... When I tell people I'm going to give you a home program, I'm like, my, my home program might be breathing and like breast massage, you know. Um, but, you know, then you're, I teach usually a lymphatic flow um, pattern basically, mm -hmm. because why not? Yeah. And I'm like, and you can do whatever you want, but this will get the lymphatic system going. So you're doing good for yourself. You're getting the lymph system going. The breast can hold a lot of toxins um, because there's a lot of fat in there. Um, and then you're checking your breasts all the time too. Yeah. And you get to know what it feels like and what's normal for you and what's not. Um, so it's just great. And it's great across the board, energetically, physically, just 
strict old school medicine wise. Like there's just so much to it. And I felt the same way. And I think for you, it's probably been cool. And I think it'll be for me as like, I'm still like breastfeeding. I want to say like getting towards the end, but I, who knows? Um, so my body still doesn't feel like mine really hundred percent. Um, you know, it's always like that big jump, like after you give birth, it's like, oh, it's my, like, it's yours again in a different way. But I still feel like it's not all the way mine. So even though I didn't do breast massage when I was like, like full, like really, really nursing. Cause I just, I didn't really want to like stimulate more milk production and it just felt weird. Um, but I did restart doing it. And there are times to be honest, for me, it still feels like a little weird because, um, the tissue just feels different, but I've still been trying to do the practice, you know, and being with the stuff that comes up from that. And then I like to, to connect it to my womb space and just hold myself there and feel what comes up and all the good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. Just let it come out and don't let it get stuck there, you know? Exactly. And in that type of a situation, you don't have to do the massage part. Mm. You can just hold. Yeah, that so does feel better for me. If you want to do a little bit, it's palpating because you're just like feeling the tissue versus actual massage, you know, that's different. Same, like that's how I am when I am menstruating. I just hold mm. and or I don't do it for a few days. There's like three, four days there where it just is not, my body does not want that. And, but it might just yeah. want that to be held. So I'll do that. And again, when I do the practice a lot of times it there's the pause there you're going to do the massage and you're going to be doing this and that and the other but then you're going to just hold and just pause and breathe mm-hmm. and different stuff comes up yeah in that one moment and so if you are in, if you're pregnant you might not want to do a whole lot of breast stimulation either you mm-hmm. know? so just holding and just kind of like it's almost like compression yeah <laughs> you, know, you can do compression on your pecs and just even your shoulders and or under your rib cage and just kind of just that compression that connection yeah oh that's so nice I think you know in hearing you say that it just reminds me of just like giving ourselves permission to do what feels good for us at the moment and like listening to our body Cause that kind of reminded me like, you know what? Yeah. When I, when I hold myself, I, it feels good. That feels good and safe to me, even in touching my own body. But sometimes we forget, like we're so used to just not saying what we need and what we want, I think. And just, I mean, just doing whatever. Like sometimes I even think like if you're getting a massage and you're, you might be like, this really hurts, but okay. You know, like so many of us are just like, we just like grin and bear it in all the aspects of life. And even for so many women when they're having like penetrative sex and it's like, it's hurts, but they're just like, whatever, Yeah. you know, cause that's like people I work with, with like pelvic pain dysfunction. And it's just, um, I can't always just even ask people if intercourse is painful because they don't realize it is, but they're not acknowledging it. So I've changed. I'll be like, do you enjoy sex? Is it pleasurable? Do you want to do it? 
And I really kind of have started to be more direct because if you ask women if sex is painful, almost all of them are going to say no. But if you ask even a slightly bit more, they'll be like, well, yes, sometimes when this is, you know, and it's like, so it just kind of comes into all this. Like we just kind of give our bodies over a lot of times and like, it's just kind of coming back to just like some body autonomy and just like loving ourselves and protecting ourselves and listening to our body and like not overriding any of this. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. Like that should be number one. We, uh, that is such step one. Well, and even with you adding in that way, I'll add, and you just don't have to do the practice. So (laughs) there's so many times when I have people who are, you know, trying to follow something and they're like, well, and I did the practice and I didn't feel like it. And it's like, well, why'd you do it? Like, (laughs) there are times when, sure, you can be, I really want to do a practice, but if you really don't want to do that practice, choose a different one. Maybe you are just doing heart breathing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about you have to do the practice. It's not that. Mm-hmm. Like, everything's shifting. Everything's shifting from that. It's what feels good for you today, you know, which practice is. And I know people get really hung up on that when it comes to like exercise and trying to stick to a program and stuff or a diet. And again, there has to be some leniency or something where mm-hmm. it doesn't feel so awful. Like where does it feel good? You're sticking to a certain diet. Mm-hmm. What's a new food that you can introduce that's on your yes list? If it's exercise, can you do five minutes here, five minutes here? You know, what is it? And really honoring your cycle with that, you know, you're not going to do the same exercise mm-hmm. during your internal time, whether you're menstruating or not, as you are during your external time. Yeah. You know, so it's the same with the practices. It's not, I have to do breast massage every single day or fill in the blank practice. Mm-hmm. It's when does that really flow for you? And yes, have that be a part, because it's part of my daily routine when I'm doing this week, you know, and then next week I don't do it. And then this other week I do it three times. And I lately been doing less of my daily abhyanga because I've been doing the breast massage and my daily abhyanga. That was my every day all the time, no matter what, you Mm -hmm. know, but now I'm doing this and just kind of oscillating between what I need. And yeah, I love that. I think there's so much freedom in giving ourselves permission. And sometimes we do kind of need to hear it from other people or be reminded and, and I try to, I, that's like something that's always been important to me as a practitioner. And, and I tell my women clients, I'm like, you know, I do think you probably need some core strengthening, but, um, it's only going to be when you're ready and you'll, you'll know, um, you might not be ready today and might you're, you, you're like, might be on your first visit here too overwhelmed. Some people come in and they're like, yep, I'm ready. Let's do it. Or like I said, sometimes like, or maybe you're on your cycle this week and you're just like, there's no way I'm motivated to do that. Um, I know for me, it's like, there might be things like, oh, I know I should do this, 
but there's for all of us there's just that tipping point in time when it no longer becomes a should but I want to do this Mm -hmm. for me and then it's easy even if it's something that normally would be hard or seem like um, you are taking away a pleasure that you like when it becomes easy because you know it's like good for you and what you want and you're in alignment with it then it's just it's it's it happens so I think there's something to that too of not like feeling you need to force yourself in because it will never work right <laughs> we see that all the time with people you fall off the wagon it just won't work until you're in alignment with it because you'll have all that resistance mm-hmm. and all these other things and what's holding you back sure we can go into are you self-sabotaging yourself are you yeah and yet even just that change of the words because i talk a lot about limiting guilt words they should have mm-hmm. to. changing the word i want to do this I want to have a pleasure practice. I want to breathe into my heart every day. I want to. And then we can see, is there resistance there? Mm -hmm. Do you feel in alignment with that statement? You'll know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You'll know if you feel in alignment, if you're congruent with that statement or not. Yeah. If you're not, you can go into the stuff and figure it out and clear it out if you want. You can wait and be patient and see how that's going to unfold for you until you are ready, just like you're saying, until you are ready to be in alignment, you are in alignment, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Um, and just always breathe into your heart. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise it creates a cascade of guilt. Um, if I should be doing this, but I'm not. Right. But in, and sometimes it might even be like, well, maybe I... I don't really... Like, let's say I'm like, I don't really feel like doing this breast massage. It feels weird. but But I do want to feel more self-love and so sometimes there can be that little bit of like pushing yourself to into knowing that you do want this end goal and these are the I know these are the ways I'm going to get there so there's like there is that fine line too I think where and I think everyone knows what I'm talking about we've all felt those ways where it's like a hard no and then like a this feels a little uncomfortable, but I know it's going to get me where I want to be. And so I'm willing to have some self-discipline here. So there's just right. so much flowing in between all these things and ways of being. Well, and to me, that's you're coming up against an edge. Yeah. So there's times when you come up against that edge. And exactly like you're saying, you have an end goal or desire or something calling inside of you. And so you know that if you can just go a little bit farther and going over the edge is scary <laughs> and or sometimes just uncomfortable and it's a matter of if the the bigger it you are in alignment with or it is your big desire i think about taking risks in business sometimes mm-hmm. you know oh i really want to reach x goal and so i'm going to do this even though it's really scary and outside my norm and then, but it's the same. If you have, or I think about physical therapy for an injury. And mm-hmm. I have this end goal of having my entire range of motion back. And here I'm at this edge, and this sucks, and I hate this. <laughs> and I don't like the way this feels. And yet I'm going to do this stretch and this exercise anyway, because it is incongruence mm-hmm. with me getting my range of motion back yeah or any of that and so mm-hmm. we all have those edges
edges that feel edgy (laughs) and are uncomfortable and yet if you're you know wanting something then you have to face those because you don't get what is it it's like the same results the same actions are going to get you the same results Mm-hmm. The same thing, you're going to get the same results. So you have to do something different mm-hmm. to get different results. Yeah. Yeah. Like I heard someone the other day, they said, like, don't cut corners, expand your edges. And oh. I like that because that feels, doesn't that just kind of feel good? Like, I just picture it like just expand your edges a little bit. Yes. So I think that's a kind of a neat way to think of all that, too. I love that. Just see where you can, yeah, play a little bit more. So moving from all of this, I'd love to know any of your takeaways. Um, I didn't talk a lot about heart breathing and how to do that, but it's basically like it is. Just breathe into your heart and let your heart breathe. Imagine it's breathing. And that's something you can do today Mm -hmm. as well as that connection for yourself. And if you want to, you can connect with some good resources for breast massage. You can reach out to us, of course, if you're in the crystal pleasure fairy vip group you'll have access to that video and that site is an app as well so it can be right on your phone easy access click the button as an app and boom there's all the videos (laughs) and you can join that as a free group as well i have a free group on there and i just make a few posts every week to keep you on your pleasure journey and you can also find my stuff at enhanceutv.com under the Aliveness Academy, where you could find my free book or just get on my email list and get some Friday pleasure emails that I send out every Friday. They're short, they're sweet, they're awesome. I read them all myself every morning. <laughs> I get them because I send them to myself so I can experience them and I love it. And all kinds of fun classes and things that we're going to be making in the Wanaki. And you can reach out to both of us at Enlightening Musings on Instagram if you want us to talk about something specific. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, on Instagram, I'm at Katie underscore Bradshaw underscore PT. Um, my website is Myofascial Release by Katie. Um, and I do in-person visits um, and also virtual care for um, pelvic steaming. And yeah. That's us. <laughs> I love it. Well, I hope this finds you well. And if your heart is heavy, you can lighten the load and breathe into all of it. And if mm. it is light and full of love, I'm going to receive some of that from you and send more back out into the world. And have a good one.